As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You're going to get a sense of something. And that's because you have this lifetime of experience stored in your brain, stored in your body that you're drawing upon because we function to create patterns. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I am Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Adapia Dorico. Adapia, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you for joining us again. So Adapia was on the episode all the way back in 2017. It went live almost exactly three years ago, December 2017. So a lot has happened since then. We'll talk about that just a little bit in the beginning, but the main focus of the day is going to be on Adapia's book, which was launched in October, correct? That's right. Perfect. Yeah. Called Productive Intuition, Connecting to the Subtle. So this is Sunday, and that's going to be the skill set for today. But before we get into that, a reminder, Adapia is the Principal and VP of Strategy for Alpha Investing, a private real estate equity firm. Alpha Investing invests in multifamily, senior housing, and affordable housing nationwide. She has 20 years of real estate experience. As I mentioned, the author of the book we're going to discuss today, Productive Intuition. If you want to check out her original episode, it's episode 1187. She is based in Los Angeles, California, and you can get her book at ProductiveIntuition.com. So Adapia, before we get into the book, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and then what you've been up to since you were last on the show about three years ago? Sure. It seems like I have three year stints because the first time I was on the show was in 2014 when we did a whole series on real estate crowdfunding. And that's how I met Joe and the best ever show. So it looks like we have these three year stints. So for the past few years, I have been over at Alpha Investing on the equity side. So previous to that, I was doing a lot more of the hard money debt side. And now I'm over here on the equity side. We have a private capital network. We syndicate these projects. We do the underwriting. What you would expect from syndication. 
We just really, really focus on these three asset classes, on the needs-based asset classes. Everybody needs a place to live. And we put a huge emphasis on the sponsors and the sponsors' background. In addition to Alpha over there as VP of strategy, really building the investor base and PR and communications. Clearly, like I've had some free time to write this book and I was actually able to finish it in COVID. I started writing this book in 2018. And if anybody's ever tried to write a book, you might not finish. And then there's just this moment when it just feels right and it flows. And COVID actually really gave me that moment because it was like, man, I need to stop doom scrolling and do something more productive. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that before. I like that. So it's been a real adventure. So the book is self-published and it's been really, really well received and it's really aimed at more of a business audience. It's really aimed at people that everyone's trying to biohack or optimize or try to make their lives better, make their businesses better. And I feel it's really important to touch on the subject of intuition for that because as you know, too, in real estate, we use our gut all the time. Whether we know it or not, we are actually using our intuition a lot to understand partners or syndicators or even deals. And you actually make better decisions when you're tuned into your intuition. You make faster decisions. You can get into a flow state. You can be more creative. So this book really kind of came about from my experiences and especially my experiences of realizing that so many times when things went wrong and Theo, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but something went wrong and you're like, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have whatever, because there was a part of you that had warned you and you just brushed it aside. No, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to pay attention. And then I kind of reached that point where after one particularly really big career crash for me that led to a whole need for me to reevaluate my life and what am I doing and what are my values? Why am I not listening? Um, Kind of landed on this place. I really need to listen to my intuition. And so I just did all this research on what makes us intuitive, how it works and how to use it. Thanks for sharing that background. And I'm sure we could go on a tactical book. How do you actually write a book? So I totally understand exactly what you're talking about when it comes to writing books. So I think a good place to maybe start is if someone's listening to this and maybe they don't necessarily know what you mean by intuition, like are you saying like, oh, I'm really angry and emotional. I should listen to that. It's like, what do you mean by intuition? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. When I'm angry and emotional, is that my intuition? Definitely not. So there's a lot of discernment. That's why the subtitle of the book is connecting to the subtle because it's a really subtle sensation. So intuition is the full, you know something, but you don't know why you know it, but you just know it. So intuition will also feel very different than an emotion, especially an emotion like anger is really just a signal. Anger is signaling to you. It's saying, this is not okay for me, something to pay attention to. And of course we have to do our work with our anger and and all that kind of stuff. I like anger issues of my own. So I totally get that. But intuition is more like a hint or a subtle signal. Often we feel it in the gut. Some people feel it different ways. It can be a fully formed thought. It can be that idea in the shower. It can be so many things. But most of the time, I think the best way to describe intuition is a knowing that goes far beyond the rational mind. It's really just something that you know, and it's unshakable. That's your intuition. 
Yeah, I think that's how I would describe it as well. So now that we know what it is, you've kind of already hinted at this with the discernment and the country that's subtle, but very practically, I've got a decision to make on whether to buy this deal or not. What exactly does it look like when I'm tapping into my intuition? Do I sit there and just say, all right, what does my intuition say? And then the first thought that pops in my mind is my intuition. What does it actually look like? It's different for a lot of people. One of the best ways to work with your intuition is to journal. Actually ask yourself questions and just journal it out. And for some people, meditation is also a really great thing because what you're trying to do is get beyond the chatterbox of the mind. So we're trying to get to the self and the space and the knower that goes behind that mind. So journaling is a really great way to do that. Meditation is a really great way to do that. And when it comes to a deal, intuition works in a couple of different ways. And one of the big things that I always want to talk about is intuition isn't this magic thing that's like for psychics. There's definitely people who are super tuned into their intuition and they seem really magical. But a lot of times intuition is also a function of deep experience. So like if you have a lot of experience, let's say in real estate, and let's say you're walking a building, you're going to walk around and you're going to know things about it that have a lot to do with your previous experience. You're going to notice things, you're going to see things. You're going to get a sense of something. And that's because you have this lifetime of experience stored in your brain, stored in your body that you're drawing upon because we function to create patterns. So there's also an element there with your intuition, like you were saying with a deal is something might hit you and you're like, something doesn't feel right about this. And so you should go explore that. Something doesn't feel quite right about this. And it doesn't mean that you make a decision just based on that. It means that it's an invitation to go check on that. And another really good place that your intuition is going to speak really loudly are your partners, the people that you're going to be doing business with and how they interact with you. It's like the non-obvious ways you're going to get a sense of, do I trust them? Do we have alignment? And all of this is operating in your body and it's giving you these signals. And so I would always say like, if you have a sense of something's not quite right about this, it's not sitting right with me, then go explore what that could be. Don't just let that sit there and niggle at you. Um, and it could be nothing, but at least you go and explore and figure it out. And that exploration process, that would be the journaling and then kind of sitting there and thinking about it. And actual exploration. If you have like a bad feeling about somebody, I would just go do full background checks. It's actually really practical too. To me, intuition is extremely practical. It's like, okay, I need to go do some fact checking because I got kind of a bad feeling about this over here. So the important thing is, is not to ignore that little feeling that comes up that might be a warning. And also in the positive way, if it might be like, you just get this sense of like, I'm going to go this way today. And you just get these little inspirations. You're like, I'm just going to do this today. I'm going to do this differently. And sometimes it's fun to just see where that takes you. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever 
to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. What are some common traps that people might fall into when they first start doing this? Maybe they're someone who's always been very rational and every single decision needs to be based off of an Excel calculator yeah. template. <laughs> it needs to be an exact threshold or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to start going on my intuition a little bit more. What are some common traps that people find and how can we avoid those? That's a really good question. A lot of those traps actually are in the emotion where the emotion and the ego, and this happened to me a lot, especially when I've had a situation where I lost a lot of money to fraud and I knew it and I just didn't want to believe it the whole time. I was paying more attention to what my ego wanted. I really wanted this deal to work. I didn't want to believe that this could happen to me. I was smarter than this. I was whatever the narrative is in our head. Like we really have to watch what is going on that's causing us to dismiss it. And there's usually these ulterior motives. And for me, it was pride. It was not wanting to ask for help. So these are the things that trip us up a lot. And they'll start to trip us up when we start to question it or talk ourselves out of it. And you'll notice that you'll notice you're talking yourself out of it. Like, oh no, that could never happen to me. And like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bother this person. It's like the wrong thing to do. But yet the whole time, like maybe you have this feeling in your stomach. And for me with this person, I lost all this money. Like I just would always get this like really tight feeling in my head. And I just like never felt good, but I just was so stubborn and I didn't and down to the wire and I ended up getting defrauded for a lot of money. On the flip side, cause that's kind of an example of not listening to your intuition. Yeah. So maybe give some examples of when you have listened to your intuition, or I'm sure there's examples in the book. In addition to an example that you found about someone who listened to their intuition and either avoided a complete disaster or you avoided a complete disaster or it ended up being a really good decision that allowed you to make money or to find the right partner or whatever it happens sure. to be. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many. We were saying this before we started recording. I helped launch real estate crowdfunding as an industry. And that was my intuition that led me into that space. And even though it seemed totally bananas at the time. I joined one of the earliest firms. There were three people and I became employee number one and it was wild and it was crazy and it shouldn't have worked, but it did. And that was my intuition saying there's something here. There's something about this real estate and there's something about crowdfunding that I don't know what it is, but I know it's going to be big. So I've always had this ability to also understand big key trends. So that's like your intuition kind of at work. Another thing is actually this year, we moved to the mountains from the city of LA and we both had the same moment of this intuition and it came totally out of the blue. We were not going to sell our house this year, not even on our radar. And we both went for this hike and we both kind of came back from that hike and we we're like, huh, let's look for some land. I feel like we should look for some land. And then we ended up selling our house and like buying this one. And it doesn't mean that intuition makes a smooth ride. It still took six months. It was still all the crazy housing market. But that's an example of following my intuition because otherwise my rational brain was that's not on your plan for 2020. 
but it just felt right. And the more we did it, even though we encountered challenges, it just still felt like the right thing to do. So that would be like a really positive example. You kind of already touched on this, but I want to ask again to see if you answer it a little bit differently. Because you mentioned something about how it works and that it's going to be based off of your experience too, right? So someone who's never done a deal before, who has never flipped a house before or done any sort of renovations to a house before is not going to walk into a house and then be able to listen <laughs> to their intuition about what renovations need to be done. Yeah. And that's just kind of an example, but what are some resources or what type of content or what sort of routines do we need to do to make sure that we're continuously feeding whatever it is that allows us to have the correct intuition? It's a constant and daily self-awareness practice. It's like a mindfulness practice. So anybody who has a mindfulness practice already, you're already living life, let's say, just noticing yourself. And so you start to be able to notice when you're having nasty thoughts. You're going to notice when you have an emotional reaction. You're going to notice when you're triggered. You're going to notice when something feels good. So this is how you work with your intuition because it's really like a muscle. It's like a super skill that we all have. Every single person has it. It must be worked. So you do that like with anything, with practice and consistency. So it's a constant daily awareness of yourself. And what happens is you start to notice and you start to discern different aspects of you. So you start to feel like you see yourself from the witness perspective for those who do meditation. And you start to be able to notice when the ego part of you or the pride part of you, and then you'll just like also notice other parts of you. So it's like a self-awareness practice. So if you go about your day, just like also noticing and like taking the time and remembering, because this is the hardest thing with all of this kind of work, mindfulness is to remember to do it. Let's say you walk into a room and just like you ask yourself, what do I notice? Just start with that and see, you might not feel anything, nothing, zero might come up, but over time it'll start to be there because you're starting to put attention on that part of you. That's always there. you just haven't given it space or time or any attention before. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that it's not like these reactions you have are some that are completely brand new. You've been doing them forever. You just don't realize it. So there's patterns for sure. So I totally agree with that. All right. So last question, throughout your process for doing research for this book, I'm sure you learned a lot of stuff. What was the most interesting thing you learned? Or maybe the one thing that maybe had you belief in one thing and then you did your research and like, oh, wow, I was completely wrong about that. This is actually true. Or is it something that stands out from your research that you think would be valuable to listeners? I think one of the most shocking things that I've realized in my research is how powerful the heart is. It's actually a thousand times more powerful than the brain. It sends more information to the brain than vice versa. And the electromagnetic frequency of the heart is just so powerful and it's measurable now. And they've done studies when large global events happen that just like the overall frequency of the earth will change. And the reason that that is so amazing to me is that we've put such an emphasis on the brain in culture for hundreds of years, like the brain, the brain, the brain, the brain, the heart is just a blood pump, but actually the heart is so much more than a blood pump and it is actually what is controlling everything. And there's really interesting studies that I had, they talk about in the book too, that will put the heart as the main organ of intuition and that it can future see things this is your heart. So I just found that all of the research about the heart was so fascinating and also timely. Like it's time that we lead with the heart. We're more human. 
We don't want this top-down, aggressive, too cold, too rationally centered way. And so many people, and I know like you and Joe for such a long time, you lead from your heart. And you connect with people from your heart. And the research around it will just blow you away. I know it did me. Do you have that in the book? I do. Perfect. That'd be fascinating to look into. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad I asked that sure. question. Yeah, me too. Is there anything else that you want to mention, whether it be something we didn't talk about before we sign off and then obviously where people can find your book? This has been really great. I really, really appreciate coming on the show and being able to talk about the book. And I really hope that people will be inspired to read it and to start to work on their intuition and to listen to it more because intuition is productive. It's faster decision-making and it creates better outcomes. So the reason I wrote the book too was I put so much science in there because I'm very left-brained. I'm like, no, I don't want to just believe something. I want to know how it works. So that's what's in the book too. So I think it's also very appreciated by a lot of people who, like you said, you're like, can you tell me something that's scientific based or that's more rational? And it's really important because we need our rational side of us to participate in life too. We're not trying to throw it out the window. We're just trying to say, hey, there's another part of us that wants to work with us. So I just appreciate being able to come on the show and and talk about the book because it's been a lifelong dream to write it. This is a really fun conversation. It's not different than what I usually do. So I really enjoyed this. So thanks for coming on and talking about your book. Again, it's called Productive Intuition, Connecting to the Subtle. You can buy it at ProductiveIntuition.com. So again, thank you so much for coming on. Best of your listeners as always. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 17th through the 19th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced crowd and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies. You'll also be building relationships and, quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com.